This is Felix Forsberg. You're listening to Backstage with Spike on Anchor FM. Who is that? Stage with Spike, episode 92, and it's been quite been about a year now. My boy Logie from Mad Wet Sea. What's up, brother? Not too much, buddy. How's it going? All right. You're looking good, kid. You're looking good. You look oh, like you're getting younger rather than older. You look like you're getting younger. That, that's the water up here in Canada. You, you, you don't age. <laughs> the water. Oh, man. I feel like I'm, I'm freaking falling apart over here. Everybody, everybody's looking better than me. Well, you know what? At least you got the nice weather all the time. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so is it starting to warm up for you yet or no? Yeah, the last week we had, uh, I think we peaked out at about plus 7 uh, degrees Celsius, so mm. I don't know, that'd be, what's that, 40 seven. maybe? Yeah, in the 40s. Uh, tomorrow it's supposed to be plus 20, so that'd be that'd be hot upper 60s, I think. Yeah, I didn't bring my slider rule, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, it's the only ice we have here, dude, is in our fucking drinks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> I, I can't go back to that. I mean, I'm a New Yorker, you know, lived in New York, New Jersey, all that shit my whole life. You know, we had, you know, minus 15 and all that horse shit, you know. But mm-hmm. there is no way I could go back to that. No way. It's, I don't mind it. It's my job. I've, I'm able to be inside and outside, so I get the best of both. But the best thing about the winter is uh the maple syrup <laughs> yeah huh? i live uh we i live downtown here in kingston and i don't have that big of a lot but i've got uh 10 maple trees in the backyard and i made sure to bucket them and wow. i just finished i got uh about half gallon of maple maple that's syrup. so cool now do you have to do anything do you have to do any kind of processing once you get it or no so what happens is you collect it in a bucket and then uh so what i was doing was i collected in a bucket and then every saturday i'd boil it down Okay. Uh, and then uh, when the season's finished, which was pretty much Saturday, uh, I boiled it right down from last of the watery stuff right into maple syrup. Wow. I used to, we, I mean, we, 
my wife loves pancakes. We used to have, um, we had gotten, um, you know, to come in cool jaws, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the syrups in the store. And we had one that was shaped like a maple leaf. It was nice. awesome. I, I forgot what brand it was, but it was really, really good. But you're making your own. That's so cool. Yeah, well, I, I use it in everything. I use it uh, instead of sugar in my coffee. I use it in the, I, I, I bake. You know, if a woman doesn't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. So I make sure I bake. I use it in my baking. Uh, if I don't use maple syrup, I use maple sugar. So That is so cool. And so actually, is te- I mean, I know you like it and you have plenty of it, but is it is it healthier? Yep. I would think so. Well, it's right? not as processed. White, white sugar is heavily processed, right? Yeah, so, it's total garbage, right? Yeah. So, and this is maple sugar is just boiled right down until it's a, a crystal. So, Wow, that's really cool. I find that really interesting. I, I really do. I love shit like that. You make your own beer too or what? Nah, I'm more of a whiskey guy. All right. I'll never forget we were looking at a house before when we were in Jersey, before we bought the last house we had in Jersey. Quick story. Um, you know, we're looking at some of these houses and I like to be off and on my own. We had mm-hmm. horses at one point. I like, I used to go pheasant hunting. I love all that shit. My wife, she's a city girl. She don't like none of that crap. Um, so we were looking at this one house one time. We're going to the backyard and the backyard was only, the backyard was like maybe 250 feet wide by like a half a mile deep. It was really cool. And I'm like, oh man, I'm thinking go-kart track for the kids and me and you know all sorts of shit so the guy Mm -hmm. next door was out there and he had like a clothesline going in his little shack or whatever (laughs) i was like i'm trying to tell my wife to go to look the other way she goes what's that guy doing the guy went duck hunting and he was like bleeding all his ducks out and stuff like that she goes i don't want to live here i'm like shit (laughs) i was ready to go over the fence with beers and everything stop meeting and talking with this guy you know my wife's like, hey, I don't want to live here. Yeah, my wife's like, I don't want to live here. This is out in the middle of the sticks. I don't I'm like, son of a bitch. I yeah, thought I was home I, free. I grew up in the country, and my wife grew up in the city, so we uh, we compromised, and we moved to the city. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a city boy. I grew up in the city. I was in the city my whole life, but I've always, always loved that whole country-type living. Mm-hmm. I like when my next-door neighbor's a half a mile away. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, yeah. That's the shit that I want. You know, even over here, like, you know, one my island that I'm on is three miles by five miles. It's a tiny little thing. And it's like, you know, everybody knows everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one thing when we started looking for houses, it was killing me when you see some of these houses two, three feet apart. And, you know, master bed. Well, no, they're not called master bedrooms anymore. Primary bedrooms. OK. You know, windows into windows, like waking up, sitting up and waving into the next door house going, hey, Roy, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the guy taking his shit next door, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to go back home in the country, you know, where I can't see my neighbor. Dude, I I, I, would, I, I told my wife, like I said, if we ever, ever do move, though, from here again, I, I want I want to be off on my own. I mean, I would love to go all the way down to the Keys, but that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. I would love to shoot the other way. I would love to go to like Montana or Wyoming mm-hmm. or the, the, you know, North Dakota. She's mm-hmm. like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> That's what I want, man. I want to play. I want to be a cowboy. You know what I'm saying? I want to get out of the, away from all of this shit. And away from people. Yes. Big time. <laughs> so I want to listen. You guys, you got a big show coming up, huh? Um, May 5th. Yeah, so we got uh, our inaugural show. The sea's going to crash into the shores here in town uh, at overtime. We're playing with uh, three other bands, uh, all from Tro- or, yeah, Toronto, Ontario. Okay. Um, one's called Colet. One's called Control with no vowels. 
<laughs> and uh, the the other one's called Bloody Monroe. Um, Bloody Monroe, from what I've heard, is a little bit uh, a little a little bit like us, maybe a little more modern. Okay. And Colet and uh, Control are uh, like extreme, kind of like you, a little bit uh, Cookie Monsterish. Yeah, heavier, but right. heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we're we're looking forward to crashing the stage. We're gonna play. Uh, We've got a good set planned out. Uh, we're going to play two covers. Uh, we've got a nice little sing-along song that I'm not going to share, but uh, we're going to record it and we're going to try to uh, release it. Uh, Very cool. On YouTube so that you guys can see it all. Um, and we just actually uh, signed up. we got a second gig coming up June 10th, uh, downtown Kingston, playing with uh, Scarecrows out of Ottawa and Sweet Machete from Kingston. Very cool. So I get like how long have you guys been together now? Two, three years? Uh band wise, uh da, 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 well, COVID I guess is three, we'll say five, six. Okay, and this is the first gig you guys actually playing out, huh? Uh us three together, we've been together about a year. Okay. You must be pretty so, excited though. You're pretty stoked. And then you got another one lined up. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, we were just talking about this yesterday, that uh, I don't know that I've been this stoked for a gig in a long time. Yeah. So it'll be nice to get out and uh, play some of these songs live, because uh, really, some of them haven't left the studio here. Right. Um, well, except for some of them have taken off on Spotify, so thanks to all the listeners, and thanks to you for pushing us all the time. Oh, I try. Do what I can. If you follow us on uh, Twitter, you'll see, like, I like to support friends' bands, bands I've never even heard of. Right. Uh, there was a TV show here years ago. I think it was broadcast in the States, too, called The Red Green Show. And one of his sayings was that we're all in this together. Right. So that's uh, I like to support other bands because, you know, it's not just me out there. Oh, another uh, valid quote that I've seen is, you know, a lot of these indie bands like us, um, you know, are a lot better than some of the crap they're playing on the radio. Oh, of course. Big time. It's funny is that um, I always like new music. I mean, I'll give you a quick example. It's like, I mean, I grew up on Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, mm -hmm. all that shit. And then even about, you know, Bad Company, Boston, all that stuff. And I, I was still, just actually riffing on Bad Company. Right? And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, for the most part, though, a lot of that stuff, like, I mean, it's still awesome and I love it. But at my age, and I get tired of it. I liked, mm -hmm. and other people in my age are like, oh, no, 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 that's, you know, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, you know, forever, you know. Yeah, all right. But I want to hear new shit. And I found myself, I would say in the past year, I don't think I've listened to Iron Maiden or Judas Priest or any of that shit in about a mm -hmm. year because I'm busy finding all these new bands. I mean, Silius yep. and all these guys. I'm like, man, these, this is, it kicks ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yep, there's lots of cool bands out there if you give them a chance. Even some bigger ones that you don't you don't really see. Like I I love Sasquatch. Okay. Um, there's a band in Ottawa that I really like, High Front. I always try to support them. Right. There's you guys, uh, David HK, like we were talking about. Right. Um, there's lots lots of cool stuff out there. Sincere, um, Civilian. Yeah. Uh, Twelve Days Today. You know. And you know it's funny though too. And again, as a musician, you know, I I I could like a lot of bands, even though like say their recording isn't you know up to snuff, or mm -hmm. you know again they don't have the equipment to do it. But you listen to music; it's awesome music. It's a great song. They're ripping it out. I don't care if the quality's not that great. 
You know what I'm yep. saying? I'm not a snob at that shit. And like yep. I said, I mean, I'm tired of listening to the same old, same old. It's like, you know. Or riffing on the same old, same old, you know. Right. There's bands that all they, like, the reason they're famous is because they sound like somebody else. Right. Like Greta Van Vliet. Yeah, I, I can't stand those guys. That's, <laughs> that's just, you know, like somebody took a, a DeLorean back to the 70s <laughs> and cloned Zeppelin and brought them back. That's all they are. And not, not to make enemies, but I, I can't stand hippy-dippy shit. I don't hmm. like, you know, chicks with hairy armpits and, you know, flowers in their hair. I don't like that shit. And that Greta Van Fleet shit going out on stage barefoot and toe rings and stuff. I just, I can't get into no. that. I can't. No. And again, to me, like you said, they're just purposely trying to sound exactly like the new Led Zeppelin, you know. Yep. And they're not, if you ask me. But if you go the other way, if a band takes that sound and makes it their own, they can sound awesome. Like uh, Dirty Honey sounds it is definitely 70s vibe but those songs don't sound like anything else i could listen to them all day but just like you said like yeah you can get to a point where you just get tired of listening to the same stuff and there's a point over and over there's a point of styling yourself like a certain kind of style and then actually ripping it off you know what i'm saying yeah yeah don't make fun of what I'm drinking, all right? I'm going for surgery in, in two days. I gotta try. I gotta be light. You, well, you, did you watch? Uh, did you watch Westworld? Westworld? No, the series. No, yeah. I saw the movie when I was a kid. So the one of the lines in there is the 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 androids, whatever. They can't see things that they're programmed not to see. So when they when they look at something that humans can see, right? It just looks like a door might look like a wall. So they go, it looks like nothing to me. So that looked like nothing <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just, just, just for full uh, disclosure here again, uh, Logie's in uh, Canada, so we Skype and we could see one another, even though this is an audio show. So we could see what one another's drinking, and I'm, I'm going light though. I'm drinking my light beers. That's right. All right, I can't hit the whiskey with Logie tonight because I'm going for surgery soon. Well, that's okay. I already had my cigar for the day, so I can't be smoking that right uh, now either. You have, what kind of cigars you like? Oh, I like Cohibas. Okay. Uh, I used to. I love Romeo and Juliet's. Oh, they're nice too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah actually, the nice thing too is is uh, if you can find them, right. uh, you can get them from Nicaragua, and Nicaraguan cigars are actually Cuban cigars. Okay. Just uh, the tobacco is shipped to Nicaragua and then rolled there, and then you can get them in the states because it's not Cuban. Because I remember a lot of people used to get you know they were um, uh, like from uh, yeah listen to me. It's Cuban seed, you know what I'm saying? And then grown in another country, you know, that type of mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, but I got, actually, again, since my heart, I got a full humidor there. I mean, probably nice. probably uh, most of my cigars are like dried chicken bones right now. Because I, uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't smoke. She, she'll, she'll fucking kill me if I start smoking a cigar. I uh, actually forgot to... Uh put some moisture into mine so i'm sure mine are all a little brittle too i've done it together and then you bring them back too fast and they explode you ever get that yeah yep <laughs> then there was a time my son it's like we didn't have any distilled water so he was putting regular tap water in his humidor because he started getting into it and he had like all his white crystals and uh, dude you fucked them up you can't don't yep. smoke that shit yeah you might as well go smoke smoke the broom <laughs> Yeah, it's like, dude, throw that shit out. I'll give you some of mine. Don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. So, listen, we didn't discuss this earlier. Um, let's play a song. What song you want me to play? Usually I ask my guests beforehand what songs they want us to play. Uh, well, you know what? Um, what do you want to play? Something off the new one or something old? You you call it. It's your show, brother. Let's do uh, The Horseman. You know, The Horseman is my nod to Pantera and to Black Label Society. Zach's my guy. Very Zach cool. is part of the reason I play a Les Paul. Definitely why I play a Marshall. Um, and the way The Horseman starts, it's definitely a nod to Cowboys from Hell with uh, just the yeah. heaviness, the brutes. Yeah. The brutals, as the, the Gen Z stay now, the... Uh, <laughs> Of Zach. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you know, it's I had and everybody has their big regret musically, like something that they sold or they had. Uh I've had I mean, I got fourteen guitars in my collection. I got Gibsons, I got, you know, ESPs, all that shit. Um, and you and I always talk a lot about this stuff. Um mm-hmm. I had an Epiphone, Zach Wilde, Les Paul, the original one with the gold hardware and the bullseye on it. Oh, nice. I'm talking, I'm going to say, shit, uh, 2003 or 2004, maybe. Mm-hmm. I paid. I bought a brand new at Sam Ash. It was 750 bucks. It was the best playing guitar I ever had in my life. And I think maybe mm-hmm. like, I don't know, th- when I came here to Florida, I just liquidated. I sold everything. Fish tanks. I'm a big fish guy. Fish tanks, mm-hmm. uh, amplifiers, guitars. I should have never sold that fucking guitar. A buddy of mine had one, and I loved that guitar. Even the passive EMG sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that was astounding was it was heavier than my double neck. Mm-hmm. It, it was a boat anchor. Yeah, and I loved the ebony fretboard in it. I mean, that yep. guitar was just, oh, man. I wrote so many songs on that guitar, too. I was always so inspired every time I picked it up. And then, like, you know, I could get it again. You know, you see them used on Reaver. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I'm going to get somebody's piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be what I remember playing. It's like, eh, I'm not even going to bother. Well, here, here's a story for you, too. Uh, so my Les Paul, uh, I found in a pawn shop in Ottawa. Is that you have the Voodoo, too, right? The Voodoo, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a Voodoo Les Paul. So they only made it for three years. Um, I found it in a pawn shop in Ottawa. It was Christmas time. I didn't really have the money. But I became infatuated with it. Right. And my wife said, you know, you're infatuated with it. You're not going to let this go. Buy it. Yeah. I said, listen, it's Christmas. If uh, it's still here before we need to go home, it'll go home with us. Right. And I went back the day before we had to leave and it was gone. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. But she was right. I became infatuated with it. <laughs> and I searched and I searched. And all I could find were ones with broken headstocks. Oh, God. Um. Uh, and the the pawn shop had it for eight hundred bucks. Uh, it was about two years later, I think, give or take, maybe six months. Okay. Um, and I'm on uh, Kijiji, which is uh, essentially Craigslist here. Okay. Um, and I found it, found one, and actually it was in Ottawa, and maybe a mile and a half away from the pawn shop. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I messaged the guy, and I'm one of those ball breakers that uh, if something's posted on a site like that, I 50%, that's where I start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy had it listed for 800 bucks. Uh, so I said four. So he said no. All right. And I said, okay. And then uh, 
he he messaged back the next day and said that he was moving and the best he could do was six and i'm like mm, no <laughs> playing hardball meanwhile you're sitting there probably like this like freaking out right so he goes well no well it's it's worth more than that i'm like yeah it's worth more than that so i gave it a day right and i messaged back and i'm like you know what yeah i'll do six he goes no i'll do 650 i'm like well enjoy the guitar then yeah yeah, yeah. another day went by nothing another day went by i'm like you know what i'll offer this guy 500 bucks so the guy messages and goes no <laughs> you're going down now i love it <laughs> give me three dollars so, so the guy says oh yeah it's full-on like peter griffin like uh, <laughs> yeah. um family guy ordering it. so the guy goes uh the guy messaged back about an hour later and goes look if you can be here by end of day i will i will take 550 <laughs> so i messaged the guy back i'm like look i'm really sorry right. but i'm in kingston and I've only got 50 bucks for gas uh, and 500 bucks in my account. So the best I can do to get there tonight is 500 bucks. Oh, man. So the guy's like, no. And then an hour later, fine. <laughs> so packed up, the, packed up the family and drove to Ottawa and uh, show up at this guy's apartment. And uh, he goes, uh, well, yeah, I'm moving, so I can't take it with me. So I'm selling. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you buy this brand new. Oh, no, no, I got it from a pawn shop just down the street. Oh, he's the one who got it. Yeah, <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm like, oh, yes. And where is that? He goes, oh, it was a pawn shop just down the street. It was real nice. I paid 800 bucks for it. I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so and now I waited two pay years, five. saved 300 bucks, and yeah. I got myself my last Paul. Good for you. It's my friends in Sweden would say skull. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome. All right, so let's play it. The Horseman. Here we go. Oh 
and writings on the wall Peasants stand together And watch the mighty fall The thrill is in the rush With death's grip upon your throat A blazing white horse comes Diablo With destruction following course In famine you'll rise and hang from bone Till death comes to carry you home The horsemen ride together Everything falls in their wake The horsemen rule forever Everything's theirs to take Fear Lies Eat their nasty little cries Death Blazing white horse comes Diablo With destruction following course The horsemen ride together Everything falls in their way The horsemen rule forever Everything's theirs today The horsemen ride together Everything falls in their way The horsemen rule forever Everything's theirs today War Destruction We're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We just noticed while we were playing the song, too, anybody who's listening, that Spike actually has pictures of Phil, Dime, and Zach sitting right behind him. I planned it that way. <laughs> yeah, you, right, you did. <laughs> so, I want you know, I noticed you're getting a lot of radio play lately. How's that, how's, how's that working out like? Do you, do you find that these, like, uh, internet radio stations are a big help or, or not really? Um, but you are getting a lot of play from them, aren't you? We're getting we're getting plays. I don't know that we're getting a lot of purchases, but we're definitely getting a lot of plays. Um, so you can't complain. And I say, I'll be honest. Anytime I see a radio station on Twitter, I save the email address and spam them. We right. got a song coming out. You should play it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
that's you know what though i always look at it this way even if um let, let's suppose the radio station has you know 10 people that listen to them or follow the station Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they are tweeting out at least because they got say like ten or twenty thousand followers that you know hey this week you know we're playing uh, Honeybone Rush and Mad Wed C. I mean that's the big plus for me that they're putting the name yeah. out there. You know yep. that's a big help. Yep, I, I like that. I like that uh, the bands will or not the bands. Sorry, the radio stations put out will tweet out um, who they're playing, right? Uh, whether it is song by song or uh, like Radio TFSC, Ollie will put out uh, like once an hour. He'll put out We're, in the next hour. You're going to hear blah, 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 blah. Right. Which and I think is smart, too, because not to interrupt, but what's smart about that is when then you'll get a lot of bands that maybe aren't listening. They'll go tune in now because, hey, we're going to be on the next hour. I want to hear myself. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you hear a lot of nice stuff. Like I was listening to uh, another show yesterday. Um, I was home. It was nice. The uh, And there was some great bands i heard mad uh, symphony at ottawa was a song they played they played a song um i don't remember all the bands but there was some killer stuff and a lot of indie bands that uh i'd rather listen to than uh, you know as much as i i would love i well i guess let's go this way uh have you heard the new event seven fold song no i yeah, know don't. of them but i didn't hear the new one don't you say <laughs> don't <laughs> The uh, there's stuff like that, like and then like Metallica, like I, I actually don't mind Lux Eterna, but even the first time I heard the guitar solo, I'm like, I can do better than that. Yeah, and, and he's taken a lot of flack for that, and rightly or wrongly, you know, yeah. music is in the ear of the beholder, and the song's good, the solo sucks, but you know, at least it isn't like dripping and wah wah like Kirk's solos normally are. Yeah. And again, like like on my show, I'm big on you know. Uh, there's no apologies you know what i'm saying like you know if everybody says this is the greatest song ever and i think it sucks well that's my opinion i think it sucks i don't gotta say i'm sorry but i don't like it it sucks and you're wrong because i don't like it right you're wrong yeah exactly i don't agree with you but talking about the radio too you know as a kid growing up and you know even as much a kid as you know a young adult you know in my 20s and 30s you know playing music and stuff i never ever 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 listened to the radio because oh, yeah. to me, I mean, when, you know, when I was, you know, here in America, it was 90% freaking commercials to two songs. It's Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Get anything and everything in stereo equipment. Get it all now during Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. And then the two songs that came on, I had no interest in anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it sucks. It's like, I'm hoping he like a Boston song and they're playing Fleetwood Mac. It's like, ugh. you know, I don't want to hear that shit. I've found even in uh, like the last 20 years, radio has gotten worse because the DJs aren't really DJs. They're glorified button pushers Yep. because the bosses are telling them what to play. I, I have a buddy that uh, used to be a music, quote unquote, music programmer for a radio station. And they right. programmed out all the songs a week in advance to get approved by their boss before it went into into the computer into the computer so all you were doing was hit hitting the button to say hey this is so-and-so and and you're listening to Mm k-rock right well just like again now here um on the island we have i'm like i said my the island i'm on is you know like two and a half three miles by five miles we have 102 restaurants okay and out of 102 restaurants i'm gonna say at least 60 of them have entertainment at least one or two nights a week 
Um, some of them are live acts and shit like that. I mean, if you want to sing here and sing, you know, 50 songs in Tony Bennett and shit like that, you can make yourself $400 in three hours. You know, I mean, they mm-hmm. pay. The DJs that they hire, they show up now with their laptop, dude. Remember mm-hmm. in the old days, a DJ had to show up at like, you know, a good DJ records. had like 10 milk crates of records, yep. you know? And you'd be like, you know, do you have this song? And he would dig through it and see if he had it. No, I don't, but I got this. But nowadays, dude, what? Spotify and all this crap, and they just go beep beep beep. Okay, yeah, I'll play. Yep, go sit, done. go sit down on your table. I'll play it in two seconds. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. and they get a five dollar tip. They're not freaking deep. They're not like no. mixing and stuff. They just they got the the laptop. It's a guy. Pressing it's the a buttons. guy at a house party with the computer that thinks he's a DJ. And they're getting four five hundred bucks for this dude for like three or yep. four hours a night. I mean, you invest oh, yourself, yeah. and again, it's a restaurant, so you don't need this, you know, 50,000-watt subwoofer yep. shit because they're going to make you lower it anyway. You yep. get a nice little rig for, like, 1,500 bucks, yep. two gigs, and it's paid for already. Yep. Yeah. I, I know all about that. My dad and my uncle were both DJs, and I've helped load in and load out numerous times those crates of records yeah. and uh, suitcases full of CDs. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to be have a book uh, indexed with everything he had so that if somebody asked he did it wasn't flipping it was look through the book before you ask right 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 and then yeah. every all the records were numbered so that he could find it because that's the way they did it yep. i mean i i tried the dj and stuff a little bit too when i was a kid you know we did a couple of sweet 16 parties and shit and mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the one little Newmark mixer, you paid like 50 bucks for it. And all you had to do was go between the two turntables. And I had my PV little PA system and shit. Mm-hmm. But you were act, you were really doing it. You know, you were queuing in, getting the next song ready to go. And learn. now it's all just with the computer. It's a joke. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a joke. It really is. But that's that's the same as pop music, too. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe I haven't spoken to you, though. It's been a year now. Yeah, lots happened. Episode fifty-two. Uh, it was episode fifty-two, February twenty of twenty-two. That was. It was Valentine's yeah, Day, actually. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Valentine's Day, twenty twenty-two. Nice. Got two more, uh, or no, two more? No, only one more Gibson. Okay. I just bought a. I bought. Uh, I think right after that, I bought. Uh, I gave up on looking for a Gibson Flying V because COVID just shot prices stupid. Yeah, really. At least up here, I don't know about down no, there. Yeah, same here. Yep. Um, what you could buy for 800 bucks three years ago, you're lucky if you can get for less than two grand now. Yeah. Uh, so I gave up and found a nice Dean, had the Dean and then uh, this Gibson came up. So that went the Dean so that the Gibson could come in. Right. I just put a set of Peg City super clutch pickups in it. If anybody needs pickups, definitely look into Peg City. Uh, Chris makes some great stuff. These pickups are killer. What would you, what would you again, again, we, I know we hate to, we do this with bands too. They sound like this. So it's, what would you equate those pickups to though? Like maybe Seymour Duncan Invaders, you know, Um, EMGs, you know. I play, so this guy right here beside me, I've got a JB in it, a Duncan JB. Okay. Um, uh, Baron, my voodoo has, um, Sir SSH plus. Uh, which is essentially a JB, just a little hotter, hotter yeah. and without the mid spike that the JB has. Um, Richie, my Explorer's got the 500T Gibson in it. That one, um, I actually like that pickup in that guitar. Right. Uh, Baron came with a set of Black Magic pickups that were a set of 500T that it just everything sounded like thrash metal. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that just 
not what I wanted. Uh, and these peg cities are, they're hot. They're all Nico, I think, fives. Now, these are passive, right? Yep, they're still passive. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not much into the active ones because I don't want to have to worry about batteries. So. I got, see, I'm going that way now, too. I have a couple of guitars with active in it, and I liked them. I thought it was good. It made things a little creamier, maybe. But mm-hmm. well, I find myself going, I, I like passive pickups better. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, in general, if I got to generalize it, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. are you, are you like, are you like, um, okay, you like, you know, a nuts and bolts who are, you know, like guys in, in their, in their garage, they save every nut and bolt when you're done, like, and you replace these pickups, do you sell them or you keep them? Do you have like a drawer uh, full of pickups and tuning I machines and all that shit? I do have a couple spare pickups here, but <laughs> I run on, uh, some, if something comes in, something's got to go out. So, okay. I, uh, for the most part, pedals, like pedals are stupid, right? Like I even think, oh, my son is into pedals, dude, are, he's uh, paying for these. Yeah. And it's it, insane. Like there's no reason a Les Paul should be $3,000, right? There's no reason that a tube screamer should be $300 when there is, um, like maybe $10 worth of parts and a $20 case. So what I do is I just. I go buy the parts, find the schematics online, and then build the pedal. And then if I really, really like wow. it, I'll actually buy it. And I've only ever done that actually once, and that was uh, I built an OCD, and I really, really liked it. Uh, so I ended up spending the money and actually buying one. But the majority of my boards are, if I didn't build it, I've modded it. So. Wow. You hear that, folks? So he not only taps and makes his own maple syrup, <laughs> he makes his own fucking pedals, too. <laughs> My favorite is uh, I uh, I got I went very uh, Victor von Frankenstein with my last wah pedal. Right. Uh, there's switches in it to change the cue, so like the resonant peak. Uh, there's a volume. I put uh, LEDs in it, so you can actually tell when it's on. Right. Right. Uh, there's a switch underneath the heel too for volume boost, and another switch that will. Um, disengage the axle because you know in most and in this case we'll say it's a crybaby right. so you gotta put the you gotta slam the toe down to turn it on right hit the switch turn it on blah, right. blah. uh what i did was uh so then now there's a switch in there that will turn that switch off and then i put a momentary switch into the actual rocker so as soon as you put your foot on the pedal the wall's on you so you don't have to slam it down and then as soon as <laughs> as soon as you're done and don't want the wall you don't have to click it you just take your foot off the off pedal. it yeah very cool you were talking about though, and you were talking about prices though. My son got me this for Christmas. Was the uh, the Supreme Fuzz nineteen seventy two mm-hmm. Japan? Nice. Uh, it's a JHS pedal. This is two hundred mm-hmm. fucking dollars, dude. It's like a, yep. I mean, I don't. I was like, I was like, dude. I mean, I think I used it once so far. I don't do stoner stuff anymore, but you know, I, I may get back into. It, but it's an awesome pedal. But I can't believe that it's that much and he's got we'll look at- pedals he's paid he's paid 300 dollars for some of his pedals i'm like dude are you fucking nuts but that's what he wants to do so case in point right there jhs so did you see uh was that was three weeks ago he did a video on the digitech bad monkey pedal which is essentially like a boss blues driver right 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 and uh, so that's uh what's his name jo- i think it's josh scott from jhs and basically what he did was he he's like Anything can sound like anything if you're willing to put the time in to actually understand the pedal. Right. He had he had like a, an original Klon, which you know, depending on who you buy it from, is like five thousand dollars. Yeah. To a tube screamer, to uh, 
what else? Did he, I think he had a soul food, and he tried it, and he could make this bad monkey sound like anything. Right. right. This is a fifty dollar guitar pedal. Yeah. It hasn't been made in like fifteen years. years. Yeah. As two days after his video came out, and you can find it on YouTube. Two days after it came out, that fifty dollar pedal is now going for like three, four hundred bucks on Reverb. <laughs> it's retarded. It really to the is. point where he's even put a video out now, going, "Listen, this wasn't my intention to do this. I was just trying to show you that you know." So do you remember? I it's funny you said that because now I was looking on YouTube and I was and we, we were talking about bad company boss and all this old shit. But long story short, do you remember the ARP avatar? Mm-hmm. And I started looking at videos of it. And I was watching. I was like, it's, I, I mean, there's really not much in this day and age that you could use it for, but it looked like it'd be such a blast to have and to play with. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, how much is this shit? You know, I know it's used. You know, they don't have not made it since the 70s. It actually made the company go broke that thing. <laughs> I looked it up. It goes for like $2,000. I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, that's a little too expensive just to play around and make some just noise. To have with. Yeah, just to think about Yeah, no. Yeah. So listen, let's play another song. What do you what do you want me to play? Um, you know, let's go old school. My favorite song I think that I've written is God of War. God of War. That's off our uh second EP. Right. Or I guess it could be long play. I guess there's seven songs on it. So I guess that puts it outside of the EP range. And uh, the Siren's Call was written as a a concept. It didn't start as a concept, but it definitely finished as a concept. Uh, follows somebody like Odysseus, where he's sailing off to war, right. and they, as they pass by uh, the island of Sirens, and because uh, the Sirens are women, I yep. think they're vultures that uh, sing their song and lure the men to their death. To so. their death, yeah. Well, yep. like mermaids. That's what mermaids were evil, weren't they? Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> Original mermaids were evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. All right, so we're going to play God of War. Check this out.
I don't know if you're familiar with though. Um, uh, my friend John Jones, he's from the band Bone. Oh yeah. And they do a lot. They like to sing about like uh, Vikings and all that type of stuff. You know, they got mm-hmm. a song, you know, Hund and all that. It's about the dog on the ship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I like that that uh, people put thought into their lyrics. I always try to do too. Um, I I don't like when you really hear somebody's lyrics. I mean, half the band you can't understand what they're saying anyway. So I guess that's why it is gibbers, mm-hmm. you know, shit. But. Um, you know, they put no thought into it. There's like, it's like, what is this song? Is a, a, a what is it about? Where is it going? Mm-hmm. It starts out going this way, and then it goes that way. You know, I like when there's a story to be told, or you know, mm-hmm. that, there's the song as a title, and then you know, the lyrics tell the story of the title. You know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of bands are missing that point. They're not doing it, and I think lyrics are very important. Yeah, I are we are we recording now? Yeah. Okay, that's the, uh, so the, the, uh, I'm kind you of the same way. You want me to pause way. it? You want to tell somebody to go fuck themselves? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't make you pause it to do that. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's my, kind of my, my theory too is, is, uh, you know, I grew up in the eighties and, you know, Dio, Ozzy when he was legible, um, even Robert Plant, like songs were stories. They weren't necessarily... I don't want to open up about what's going on in my life. I don't want to open right. up about my love life. I don't want to whine, bitch, or complain. I'd rather, I'm not, you know, going to sing about, you know, riding a, on a, a dragon and slaying demons, but something like that. Right. We're getting, I can't see you now. What the fuck, man? Huh. What happens? Right. Us gods disappear in this blink of an eye. Are, are you, can you see me now or no? Yep. What the fuck? I'm getting a thing. Welcome guest user. Share your profile. Here's some things to get you started. <laughs> what is this crap? I just want to be on a show with my friend here. I got to fill out the nice. whole, whole freaking thing here now. You're talking to the computer. I can't do that, Dave. Here are some quick actions. Share your invite and anyone even, I open dial pad. I get up to get a fucking beer and I come back and it's a black screen and then it's asking me to fill out, you know, they want to know my uh, blood type and everything else. It's, it's like, like Mick Mars's in-ear monitors. That's what's going on. <laughs> Dude, what do you think of that shit? That is the craziest thing. I, 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 I understand where he's coming from. Right. But at the same time, if he signed a contract saying that if you're not touring, you don't get any touring money, that's kind of hard to back out of. Of course, yes. But at the same time, just because you're not touring does not mean you're not in the band, and they right. shouldn't have kicked him out of all the businesses. Right. So while I think Nikki is as big of a dick as he is, um, yep, has his point with the touring thing. I think I am going to side with you know everybody else and be on Team Mick. Yep, I am too. I am too. I, I, again, I love Motley Crue as a whole, just like I love Kiss as a whole, but I, I can't get behind Gene and, and Paul anymore, neither. I mean, I'm behind Ace all the way in that well, shit. Well, there, did you hear that uh, he, he called up Ace the other day and told him fuck off and then hung up? Who did? <laughs> Paul <laughs> did. He did? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody he was talking, Ace was talking to, I think it was Eddie Trunk, and uh, Ace yeah. asked, or something. Something happened about the reunion, and 
something came up and he threatened to uh, spill some dirt on Paul if he didn't call him in a yep. week. And yeah, yeah. And Paul called him in yeah. exactly a week and said, <laughs> fuck off, I'm not apologizing, and then hung up. Do you realize that we do not, as human beings, we do not mature past the high school level? You know that, right? Oh. And we in reach some high cases, school and that, less than that. Yeah, less than that, exactly. But it's like, these guys are like in their fucking 70s. They're still acting like fucking children. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's retarded. It really is. And it's like, but, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, going back to Motley, like, listening to that, and uh, the uh, if you go to Ultimate Guitar, uh, someone posted a video of uh, that's supposed to be a sound clip of him playing to his in-years. So in his in the concert, all he's got in his in ears is a click track. Yeah, which some, one of the comments that I thought was funny was was that's how terrible the rest of the band is when you don't want them in your in ears. Yeah, right. I I, I got to say though, again and again, I'm I'll probably catch heat for this. As a whole, I love Motley Crue, you know, but uh, Nikki Six, dude, he's an entertainer. He's not a musician. I'm sorry. It's he's like Gene. I'm sorry. Same thing. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're a fucking. He doesn't play. He doesn't even play bass on his own records. No, and it's I'm saying. And even back that when Motley Crue first started, when Nikki Six put the band together, they first started. He didn't even. He was like still learning how to play bass. Yep. He was a good looking guy. He got the fucking broads. You know what I'm saying? And that was about it, though, dude. He was. He's a fucking entertainer. He's a clown. He can't fucking play. God no. There's a new, and there's a new video going around. I was sharing it with one of the guys at work. Uh, a new uh, misheard lyrics for Motley Crue with him with Vince trying to sing "Kickstart My Heart Again," and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I gotta pee. You know, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. That's fucking dude. As 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 a mature adult now myself, I am not spending fucking three hundred dollars on a fucking ticket. And $60 on a goddamn t-shirt to hear that shit? Get the fuck out of here, you crazy? You know what I'm saying? I could take my wife out for a five-star dinner, go home and listen to the records that were recorded 30 years ago. And still have money to spare. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. My son, my my youngest son, he wanted to take me when Kiss was doing, I don't know, their third final tour shit, like fucking eight years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. He goes, I want to get you for Christmas. He goes, but I'm asking first before I do, because would you like to go see Kiss? I go, Joey, thank you, but no. He's like, no? I'm like, no. I says, it's not the original Kiss. If, if Peter and, and Ace aren't playing, I'm not interested. They mm-hmm. pantomime, you know, the Kiss cruise shit. They're fucking pantomiming to their music. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the tickets were like, you know, like $400 a ticket. You know, it's like, I said, Joey, save your For money. For nosebleed. No, thank you, no. Huh? Yeah, For yeah, nosebleed. nosebleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, save your money, dude. Thank you so much, but it's not the Kiss that I grew up and I, and I loved. I still love the image of Kiss. I mean, you and I talked about Kiss last episode. Yep. Uh, you know, up to like the fourth album, that, and then after that, I lost interest. I never went back once, again. Yeah, once Ace left, it was that it, it wasn't Kiss anymore. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing was, though, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Gene actually said, uh, I don't know, I think it was about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, that Ace was right, that they shouldn't have done the music from the Elder uh, album. No. I'm like, I haven't even listened to it, and I know that's probably sound advice. <laughs> oh, those Adams suck. Dude, and, and, you know, I all right, I'll give you this, though, too. Let's take it back to back in the day, okay? Look, it's a business. And me mm-hmm. and you, I, there's a lot of money involved, a lot of money. And if, if, if you're showing up, Logie, half the time fucking drunk, and you can't perform and shit, I, this ain't going to work. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're refund. I get it. But at this point now, like, they still do that shit where, like, they don't want Ace to play on reunions or whatever because, you know, he's unreliable. Dude, the guy's clean and soul, but he's, he's what, 68, 70 years old now? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry. He's not a 28-year-old kid no more fucking getting stoned and, and, and drunk. I mean, come on, you know? That's yeah. just an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Ace, but go on. Like, you can say excuses, and Ace has used a lot of excuses. Like, if you read his book, you can see he's using excuses for losing his 59 Les Paul. <laughs> yeah. I pawned my Les Paul because I was going gambling, but I expected to buy it back. Like, then why did you give it to a pawn shop? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck a <believable. laughs> Oh, so listen, the last time you were on the show, I didn't get to play a game with you. I play a game with a lot of my guests, and we didn't play a game last time, did we? I don't think so. Okay, so would you like to play the yes and no game with me? Sure. Okay, what I'm going to do is going to ask you random questions. You have to answer yes or no. Um, what I mean by these questions, that's up to you to interpret. Uh, you don't have to explain your answer. Uh, if you want to, you can, of course, but you don't have to, okay? But you can't say pass. You got to say yes or no. Okay. All right. You ready? Shoot. This is actually, I get a lot of people like, you haven't played one of the games in a couple episodes. I'm like, all right, we'll do it now. Let's Bob Barker this then. All right. Here we go. Okay. Yes or no. The Beatles. Yes. Food on a stick. Yes. Man buns. Uh, no. Beer from a can. Yes. I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do prefer a bottle, but I ain't going to turn it down. Yeah, never. All right, ballads. Ooh. We're going to go yes or no. Mm -hmm. You got to pick one. Oh, you said I could say yes or no, so yeah. I'm saying yes or no. Well, you have to choose one, yes or no. <laughs> a lot of go, yeah, sometimes if it's done in the right way, but that's not the game. So if you had um, to choose, ballads, yes go or yes. no. All right, we're going to go yes. You have a favorite ballad that comes to mind? Ooh. No. All right. <laughs> <There's the> no. <laughs> How about ice skating? Yes. Well, it's Canada. It's got to be. I was going to say, they're coming from Canada, right? Next, you're going to tell me you don't like hockey. Like, Jesus. We invented it. Of course I like hockey. (laughs) I think now, I I, I noticed you're wearing a Green Bay Packers hat. Very cool. You watch a lot of American football? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm a Raiders Although, you know, to be fair, Canadian football, we go 10 extra yards with one less down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you guys invented football anyway. Uh, Actually, I think so. Actually, I think it's Scottish. Is it? Oh, we got to look that up. I think it might up. be Scottish. Everybody listen, look that up, let me know. Tweet it. And I'm, a, I'm a Norwegian god. I'm not a Scottish god. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, so there was something else I was going to action in, too. Um, oh, so hockey. Uh, let me guess. Maple Leafs fan or what? Well, is this still yes or no? No, no. Now we're just. Okay. Now I'm going off on a so tangent here. Here's what I'm going to tell you. So That's I the whole idea of the game is it opens up all this extra conversation. I grew up, uh, the, where I grew up is pretty much in the middle between Ottawa and Toronto. Okay. Uh, my family was all Toronto. So I grew up Toronto. Uh, Mrs. Logie is from Ottawa, the Senators. Right. So 
it wasn't until our first was born uh she was a- it was actually supposed to be born on a day that the sands were supposed to play the leafs so we it was decided that whoever won that's who the family would cheer for and okay. the boys let me down again and so we're a sands family oh okay but i still cheer for the leafs I think I actually saw a picture you wearing a, a Maple Leaf shirt, no? A jersey? Uh, yeah, I wore that, and I, I got some flack for that when I got home. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, shit. So you guys are, it's really, is it really, um, like, I know a lot of families, like, over, like, football and stuff, too. Like, they, you know, it's, like, serious rivalries. Are you guys that serious about it or no? No, we're not. Uh, okay. Sports are sports. They're supposed to be fun. I think the most we've got, though, we tease uh, the youngest a little bit. He's a He's a full-on Patrick Mahomes fan, so. Okay. Once uh, Aaron decided that he wasn't actually going to play football this year, we switched and we're cheering for uh, Patrick. So we were happy that he won the Super Bowl. Well, that's cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Drum samples. Yes and no. No. Okay. Midget wrestling. Ooh. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with yes. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, Whistling. Who doesn't like Mayberry? Yes. I hate whistling. I hate fucking people that walk, they walk around the street like fucking whistling. That drives me nuts. Especially <laughs> indoors, like in a, in a restaurant or a store, and some guy's mm-hmm. whistling. Maybe oh, there's times it'll, it'll drive me up the wall, but eh, I can't say that. <laughs> Do you it, whistle it personally? I don't think I whistled in like 20... the voices in my head. I just whistled. <laughs> Depends what the squirrels juggling knives in my head tell me to do. That's I mean, right. I just whistled now, like for about, I don't think I whistled in probably 10 years. Nice. How about near meat? That meat, yeah. that, that fake meat that's made from veg, from vegetables. Near meat. That's a no. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like something food eats. <laughs> How about Mexican food? Uh, yes. Capos on guitars. Yes, we'll go with yes. How about open tuning? Oh, of course, yes. How can you not be? Like, I love uh, one of my... I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Big Wreck. Um, and he, Ian Thornley, amazing guitar player. Check him out if you guys haven't heard him. The first uh, three albums... Well, yeah, we'll go with the first three albums. Just killer. Uh, the new ones are good, too. Um, but you get into those old ones, and you can't... You need you can't have one guitar because every guitar is or every song is a different tuning. Yeah, right, right. And I love that stuff because it opens up um, different ways of playing that you didn't like. That's how our song "Marching As to War" came along. I was screwing around playing uh, in open G, right. and all of a sudden this riff popped out. So that's what I was gonna say. The first time I discovered open, t- I, I tuned my guitar to open G. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, yeah, I feel around, you know, one, it takes like five minutes to figure out how things are different, but it's like, wow, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing fingerings that you would do on normal tuning that it's like, wow, this is, it's pretty wild. I definitely, definitely love that. Forget about, I always want to play slide guitar. Yep. And I've tried it a bunch of times. You know, I got a slide here somewhere in the damn studio, but it's like, I never uh, tried enough to like practice at it to get good, but playing mm-hmm. chords and stuff in open tuning is amazing. Oh yeah, well look at the Stones did it. Half of uh, Keith Richards' oh, songs are. Well, Macabre is permanently in open G. 
Dude, Keith Richards at the time his low E string was he had it off. He He's just gone. had five yeah. strings on the guitar. I mean, that's yeah. how you know when you were a kid you tried to figure out how to play Brown Sugar and you couldn't figure out it's open G tuning and once you figure that out it's like oh can't you hear me knocking, dude yeah. amazing riffs it's awesome. So speaking of that, uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, Blackberry Smoke did an album um, last year. Okay called stoned where they covered a bunch of, of uh, rolling stone songs so blackberry smoke is from georgia they're uh, like a southern rock band think uh, molly hatchet or skinner right, when right. skinner is good right yeah uh, so they do like a southern rock twist to these stone students so that was it reinvigorated my love for the stones listening to their interpretation of it and can't you hear me knocking is one of the songs they really did. now is it heavier or is it just like an homage like they're just doing it you know their version of it or they're they, doing like, their version it of it it's not really heavy okay um, it's just their version like a southern they're putting a southern rock spin on it right what it's i like about stone stone what i like about some of the remakes is the fact because they remake the you know or they do these songs and it's like but they did it with modern recording now because and i've had this conversation a bunch of times before one of the things like like the stereo in my car fucking kicks ass Mm-hmm. So, you know, but to go from something that was recorded, you know, last year from some band and then go to, say, like Slayer, I mean, like the bottom drops out. It just, it's not Dan no more. My mirrors aren't shaking, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when these bands redo stuff, you know, it's like, you know, now you got the thump again going and it's like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's reinvigorated, you know, it makes it yep. like really happening again. But some of that stuff too, like, I, I do like some covers. Um,. I kind of lost uh, Three Days Grace uh, when Adam left. I kind of lost right. interest in them. Um, but they redid the Goche song, Somebody That I Used To Know, and I actually really like that cover. Right. And you get some bands that they do covers and they're just terrible. I, I, I don't mind Daughtry. I like Hailstorm. I can't get into their Journey cover. No, I actually, I love um, uh, Stone Sour did a bunch of like covers that yeah. sound awesome. Oh yeah, I love. If that done shit. right, they can do it. But I, I find too that uh, the way modern recordings are, they don't have the warmth that some of the old stuff does, right? Right. Which is some of the magic and mystique of those songs too. Right. But I mean, you think about it. If you could have like, uh, shit, "Good Times, Bad Times" by Zeppelin recorded mm-hmm. now, where the triple bass drum, you know, has the, you know, the whole, you know. It would just be amazing, and like, and they get that remastered stuff. It still it doesn't have balls to it. You know what I'm saying? It still it sounds good. It sounds clear, but it's it doesn't have the, yeah. the balls, the oomph. Yeah. One of my uh, we uh, so the plan is is that uh, we are going to close the majority of our live shows with our nod to our brethren with uh, the immigrant song. Very cool, yeah. So if you've heard it, we definitely pick up the heaviness a bit with the doubles and uh, everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Definitely. You can find it. Uh, you're not going to find it on our Spotify page, um, but you can find it on uh, SoundCloud and um, YouTube. Yeah, because I think you had sent it to me once. I think so, yeah. It's fucking awesome. And that's where it's on YouTube and on SoundCloud. Yep. Do you ever think maybe you'll make it available and put it on uh, Spotify? Uh, maybe we'll see. Um, they're gonna charge you twelve dollars a year to do it, though. Oh uh, yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, so we might. I, I don't know. It's it's nice to keep in the back pocket, but yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. It's like I knew I know I'm not gonna make enough money to at least cover it, 
And again, I can afford it. It's the fact of, you know, it's just as frugal as it worked. That it. it's like, um, yeah. you know, I got House of the Rising Sun out there, and again, I pay twelve dollars a year for the remake I did of it. But and the song generates maybe like eighty-five cents a year. <laughs> you know what I'm it's like, why am I bothering yeah. doing this? And then, and that's the analytical side of me. It, it's I, I want to make sure that there is some worth. Like, again, we talked about this before. I really don't care if we make money or not. Right. But at the same time, I'm not, not going to piss it away a whole lot of money into something that I'm not going to get anything back on. Either. Right. Exactly. And then again, like, people don't realize you say stuff, that's well, $12 a year. What do you care? Were you being a cheap fuck? All right. There's $12. This other thing you got going is $10. You ascribe to that for $15. You know, it's like putting your change in a change jar. You know, I don't need the 10 cents. I don't need the 35 cents. When you keep putting it in a jar, the end of the month, there's 80 bucks in there. You know what I'm saying? This yep. shit adds up. And yep. it's like, you know, that could have been spent elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right. A whole right. box of cigars. Exactly. A couple of cohibas. <laughs> a couple of cheroots. How about this? Electric cars. Ooh. Yes. But... Here's one for you. Uh, in my profession, I work with firefighters a lot. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but they will tell you, firefighter will tell you that it takes up to five times more water to put out an electric car fire than it does to put out a standard house fire. Because of all the chemicals. Because when the batteries burn, they're oxidizing and creating their own oxygen, oxygen. so it's feeding the fire. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't plan on letting your car catch fire and sitting inside and trying to pull over. Like, jump out the window, like GTFO, immediately. right? As, immediately, yeah. How about the saxophone? Saxophone, Lisa. No. Uh, you know what? Uh, my sister plays it, so I'm going to go with yes. All right, Slayer. Yes. All right, we're almost done. Pirate metal. Because, I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, go back. Are we talking to about Alestorm? Yeah, if you like, sure. Oh. <laughs> Pirate metal, nice. That sounds like my ex-girlfriend. No! Um, <laughs> uh, we'll go with, uh, you know what, sure. Baby uh, metal's a thing. Shark shark baby's a thing. Why, why, why not pirate metal? Why not pirate metal? How about soda pop? I mean, we call it soda. Some people call it pop. Soda, of course, as long as there's whiskey in it. <laughs> Jack and Coke, I'm in. <laughs> Shit. Only though now my heart attacks, I have to drink caffeine free diet. Nobody mm-hmm. has that. So like if I'm if See, I'm gonna start drink water. Yeah, I know. It's like but again, I can't have the caffeine to my heart and I can't have the sugar. So it's like I gotta drink caffeine free diet coke and my Jack Daniels. I feel like such a tough guy. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Pickles. Uh yes. I love pickles. Some say people say some people say cucumbers taste better pickled. <laughs> they do. They do. The last one, debating. Do you like debating people and arguing or no? No. Because it's as simple. Just because you have your opinion does not mean your opinion is my opinion. And just because what I think is right doesn't mean what you think is right. We can still... The world doesn't have any common sense anymore. Nope. Right? I, I just got a kick out of... Like, again, like on this show, I always say... You don't have to say, I'm sorry. You don't have to say sorry. You don't like it. You don't like it or you think different. The problem is, it's that like, you don't agree with me, so you're wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, can't, you know, that old, I hate that saying, but it's true. You know, let's agree to disagree and move on. 
but people don't want to let that shit go. It's like, no, you are wrong. Like this whole, again, you and I brought up this whole Motley Crue thing. I know I'm going to get DMs and I'm going to get emails. Like, you know, I'm going to get that, you know, oh, fuck you. you Fuck a Motley Crue rules. Yeah. Okay. What are you fucking 15 still? I mean, grow up. You know what I'm saying? It's like Motley Crue ruled maybe 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Okay. Before Bumble decided that he could still sing. (laughs) Dude. Okay, I'm gonna, you know that's going on here on the show, right? That shit's definitely going. I'm on, I'm on, I'm gotta pee. That's fucking going on here without a fucking doubt. And again, you're talking about you know people spending hard-earned money. I mean, so listen. One thing I want to bring up here before we wrap this up: "Noise of Thunder" is your latest EP. Yes, sir. Okay, you guys got. I know you got gigs planned. You got two yep. now coming up. Any new music on the horizon? Yeah, actually, we got. Uh, uh, I've got music for four written and lyrics for one and a half written. So, at the very least, we should hopefully. Uh, my goal has been for the last four months to get uh, the sea uh, roadworthy. Okay. Um, and then as soon as you know, um, we're at a point where I'm happy now. So we got gigs, obviously. The plan is to finish these and hopefully try to get them recorded and get uh, a new EP out by end of year, if not uh, first thing next year. All right. Very cool. So I don't know if I actually on the last show, though, um, uh, writing like techniques, is it mainly you? Do you guys like jam ideas together as other people contribute or is it pretty much all you? Because you do the vocals, too, besides the guitar. Yeah, so it has been up until now. It's been just me. Um Except for the first song on The Noise of Thunder, which uh, Ed Mahalik uh, wrote with me. Yeah, Ed wrote a couple of... I, I used some of his lyrics, too. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, this one, so far, the music's all me. Um, the song that we've got the lyrics all done for, uh, Carrie, the drummer, uh, wrote. And I've just uh, massaged them into the music that I had written. Um I'm more of a, I write the music and then go back and then try to get into the mindset of the music and write lyrics around the music. Right. I'm not a write the story and then make the music fit kind of yeah. guy. I pretty much do the same thing too. Music first, then the lyrics. Yeah. I might My, get an idea uh, sometimes, not to cut you up, I may get an idea sometimes like say, you know, sitting on the couch and I'll, I'll doodle something, but then, you know, that will have to wait till I find the song that I think it fits to, you know, the music, but it's it's pretty much music first. The, uh, so what I do there is I do the kind of the same thing I do with guitar riffs. Um, the notepad on my phone, I keep, I keep lines right. and then they get transferred to my notebook here. And it's the same with riffs. If, if I start doodling a riff that I really like, if I'm still, if it's still in my mind the next day, then I know it's something that's good, and I'll record it on my phone so I've got it, and then I can build something around it later. Right. So you'll find me like when I run out of, I can't figure out where I want to go with the next verse. I'll flip through the pages to see what I've got and steal all. I think uh, there was a verse in Ashes Fall from the Noise of Thunder that I stole from something else that I had started writing and didn't like. So. I've done it too. I've bastardized songs. It's like I've taken two riffs from this one, one riff from that, one riff from that, scrapped everything else and made that the song. Mm-hmm. And I've done that with lyrics too. So long as they you know fit, yep. you know, at Frankenstein, yep. it's like, you know, sometimes that's some of my best shit I put out. Yep. 
sometimes that's the best way of doing it. I find out of at the whole process, I find lyrics the hardest thing. Oh, yeah. Big time, I, I find it the hardest thing. I can find sometimes they pour out of me like a waterfall, and then other times yes. uh, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah, I'm sitting there like this on my phone. I can't keep up because it's just it's coming to yeah. me, coming to me, coming to me. Then other times I'm sitting there like like three days ago by, and I got two lines. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I just can't. It just it pisses you off sometimes. You get so yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Well, some of them sometimes, too. Like there's I wrote a song that... Uh, I reused the line, you know, some of the, the popular songs of the seventies, you'd reuse the line to really drill it in while well, I reuse the line. Yeah. But the way I reuse the line, I ended up shooting myself in the foot because I get, now I get the verses backwards because yeah. I think I'm, I'm here and I'm not there. I'm actually there. Yeah. I've done it to you. The, the point of the story, like sometimes you're talking, you know, you, 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 and then all of a sudden the story is about me, 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 like, uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. come out right, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you go with a certain angle, yeah, and you turn the song around. It's like, wait a second, this don't make sense now. Am I killing yeah. him or is he killing me? It's like, you know, <laughs> oh, am I killing myself? It's like, what the fuck am I doing here now? Then he starts That's scrapping right. the whole goddamn thing again, starting all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been there, man. I've been there. But that's why it's good, though, too. Like, again, you know, Ed's a very good friend of mine, and, you know, his movie he's working on now, it's, wow, It's it, it was a seven-minute music video to, you know, a song I wrote, and he turned this into now, it's like a 25-minute mini film, and I'm actually doing all the score for him, where I'm doing all the background sound effects and noises and little nuances, and then he's like, well, I need a song for the fighter to come out. I need another song for the other fighter. Like, I'm like, you know, it's really cool, but I'm having fun because some of these songs, they're not like so much heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's something totally different. I'm just having a blast doing it. I really am. Well, and that's, and we talked about this last time. I try not to pigeonhole myself because good a good song is a good song. Right. Look at, and, I, and I, we talked about this last time. If you go back to Led Zeppelin 3, you're going to have proto metal with the immigrant song, and then right. you've got folk with Gallows Pole. Oh, so, yep. If you can meld the two, you can have a great album. So you'll find that even through us, like I'm not going to like the noise of thunder is definitely a balls heavy album, but some of the other ones I'll get heavy and then, you know, yeah, you know, it'll be ballad. Oh yeah. Ballad. <laughs> ballad. <laughs> he likes ballads <laughs> or like Stewie. I hope it's a ballad. <laughs> oh man. My man, I'm just getting yet another light beer. <clears throat> nice. Oh my god! All right, listen, Logie. I want to thank you so much, brother. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. I think we just man, got along so here. good. I love chatting. Thank you. I do too. And you always, you always have uh, words of encouragement and words of wisdom. Well, I try. <laughs> As a as a Norse god, I'm old and wise. Well, I don't know if it's that or if it's the whiskey you're drinking. But... It, it's probably the whiskey. <laughs> and check us out. Hold on. Check, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, real easy. Just Facebook.com slash MadWetC. Twitter.com slash MadWetC. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Mad-Wet-C. Um, find us on all your streaming platforms uh, at Mad Wet C on YouTube, 
like us, fan us, subscribe us. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you want to reach out and tell me how incredibly wrong I am that Nikki Six is a dick, <laughs> by all means, <laughs> at Matt Wednesday on Twitter. I love it. Oh, I love it. Entitled to an opinion. That's right. If you don't have a, you know, you can have an opinion. I'm gonna, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. No. Uh, but I will gladly listen to how inaccurate your statement might be. I, I agree with you. So you got you got one fan. Bumbles can't sing. Bumbles bounce. <laughs> Bumbles bounce. The Bumbles humble. Remember he pulls teeth at him? Let me out. Yeah. <laughs> if only. That's probably next. He's not going to sing like words like, I need to pee. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage at Spike, episode 92. I am here with my boy, Logie, Mad Wet C. Check them out. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. The listenership is through the roof. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, keep kicking ass. Stay true to yourself. Stay metal. Peace. Peace.